amazing and a real privilege to speak to you today, Leone. Now, I know you are an absolute dog's game changer. Tell us a little bit about your amazing daughter, Lucy. Yes, where do I start? Lucy was born with this just really comedic joy of life. We literally started laughing uh, pretty much with, from she was just a few weeks old and still generally do these days. I'm not sure the humor would work for everyone, but it really does for us. And so generally, she just enjoys life, even though sadly, eight years ago, she had a spinal cord injury, uh, which means that she uses a wheelchair and has her own challenges with many things. But even though she can't walk and can't necessarily access everything and everyone she wants to, she's generally really patient and tolerant with it. And what we've learned overall is that we just need to bring in enough up vectors to make up for the, the other challenges. Um, so, yeah, so that's what we try and do. Okay, wow. Yeah, that's a powerful story. So let's talk about how uh, a dog came into you and Lucy's life, basically. So I know that you always wanted a dog for your family. So tell us a little bit about Lucy's first dog. Oh, yes, that was lovely, gorgeous, beautiful Parker. Um, so as I said, Lucy sustained her spinal cord injury about eight years ago. And while we were on the pediatric ward um, initially for 10 weeks, we met quite a lot of children there um, who were just coming in for their one week review week and new set arriving each Sunday. And one of them was this beautiful, positive teenager, Caitlin, absolutely brilliant role model. And uh, we spoke to her a lot about a lot of different aspects of life and spinal life. And her top tip to me as a mother was promise me you'll get a dog before Lucy is a teenager, because there'll be so much going on with Lucy in those years where spinal injury just gets a little bit tougher and the love of a dog just keeps you going and keeps you on the right track so I kind of had that in the back of my mind but initially we were still in rented property and um and it and it also wasn't top of the list because Lucy was only six at the time so uh, it wasn't super urgent but um but yes then uh, nearly two years ago we moved into our adapted bungalow and out of rented accommodation so pretty much as soon as uh, we picked up the keys, the girls were on to me and saying, when are we getting a dog? So I made uh, quite a few inquiries around what dog breeds best suits a wheelchair, what personality traits should we look for, what skills do we need to be taught? I have to say, I didn't get very far in a lot of those cases um, because I sadly didn't know very much about absolute dogs and nothing, in fact, uh, at the time. And the assistance dog charities have very long waiting lists. So, um, yes, I, I would like to say please support them because there's a lot of families who really need these assistance dogs that are having long waiting times, which must be very difficult. So then suddenly there was this big leap forward with our progress because an old one of my oldest friends came to visit us and apologised for not bringing her dog because she was due to have puppies any day. And I just blurted out, oh, please, can we have one? Now, I'm not advocating that kind of spontaneity. And I did quickly have to come to my senses and kind of ring her back and say, oh, probably not ready, need to find a trainer, too much responsibility and all sorts of other concerns. But she was brilliant because she just said, well, there's no rush. They haven't even been born yet. So why don't you use these eight, 10 weeks ahead to just make those inquiries and just see how far you get? Um, and that's when I was really lucky to meet, to find out that uh, our friend Natalie is a pro dog trainer. So she was just introduced me to the concept based training, which sounded ideal for our situation. And especially with the games based and having two girls, I was just I was really excited. So that gave me a big confidence boost. 
And uh, yes, so Parker then joined our life in uh, in June last year, and he was absolutely gorgeous. Now, tell us a little bit about Parker. Well, he was a really, really lovely dog. So with with Natalie, the trainer, sort of teaching us all the absolute dogs games, we had a lot of fun. Um, and we learned so, so much. I mean, he, he taught us a lot. Uh, he, you know, how important is it to be welcomed home enthusiastically every time you come in? It's very important, it turns out. It just makes your day. And who knew that it's absolutely therapeutic to have somebody endorse the fact that you're sitting down for a rest and doesn't call you lazy, but joins you on the sofa instead and says, yep, this is the right place to be. Um, so, yeah, we definitely, definitely learned a lot from him. I also have to say that we probably didn't get it all right. Um, we were learning a lot about all the games and, you know, we're still definitely uh, dog trainers in training. And um, I think our lessons learned pages kept getting longer. And I think by the end, our three by three training goals probably needed to be 33 by 33 to <laughs> cover all the bases. But um, that was mainly just us not being consistent enough and busy, etc. We were masters at calm, which I think was still a big achievement, but um, they they kind of gift you proximity anyway. So I think we, we should have just focused a bit more on some of the other skills like boundary and great time so that life in our household could have been better, I think, less stressful. Um, but yeah, and then it was, um, it was a very, suddenly there was a, a very sad accident in, in March where uh, Parker was sadly hit by a car and um yeah so we lost him and it was it was really awful so uh yeah that is really devastating to hear I'm so sorry for your loss Leone Parker sounds like he brought some amazing light into your lives and that's the thing about dogs right they come into our lives and they teach us such wonderful lessons sometimes those lessons might not be exactly what we signed up for uh but their lessons we'll always remember now we know You've since welcomed another dog into your lives, which is wonderful to hear. If you don't mind sharing, would you be able to talk us through a bit of your day-to-day with Lucy and living in your household? I know you guys experience things that so many of us just aren't even aware of. Yes, I think I think if I had to describe spinal cord life, I would probably say it's disciplined. So it requires routine and and a lot of discipline. The paralyzed body parts just need to be stimulated so that you promote circulation, keep the skin intact, control the spasms. There's a really strict timetable. So really ditch the routine is not an easy goal for us as absolute dog owners. But um, we uh, but yeah, we it was just very obvious that we couldn't really make the household work for Parker only. It really needed to work for us. Otherwise, we were putting Lucy at risk. Um, and I think what I would have liked to have discovered more is is bridges that made it really work for both all the time, because I think that that is a possibility. You just need to work out exactly what's needed, um, which which is what we've done done now, I think. So we've we've learned a lot. Right. So finding that balance between meeting your needs, meeting Lucy's needs, meeting a dog's needs. Um, but, yeah, it's great that you guys are on track. And in terms of um, so right now, uh, you know. It sounds, I mean, life has obviously thrown some really hard lessons in there. And so um, how does life look for you right now? Well, we were really lucky to then be offered a, a slightly older puppy and um, just just approaching adolescence. And so it was, it was a real opportunity, um, but we wanted to get things right. And I think I was so aware of 
um, of of not wanting to be overwhelmed and not really having the opportunity to to take time out from from work to to do that um, more intense input. So we were really lucky that we were put in touch with a with another pro dog trainer who was actually able to take um, Marvel, the uh, the puppy that we'd been offered in, and um, she stayed with her for six weeks. And just beforehand, she spent some time with with a wheel, in a wheelchair household as well. Um, so that was a really good transition to us. And we then spent three weeks um, with Jamie, sort of being trained um, to to just to to kind of learn some of the skills and the way that Marvel herself was was used to it. And I mean, it was it was like a gift, like a golden gift, because the crate time had already been established. So that then means that if we do need to get on with our household things or other other duties during the day, Marvel is very used to just going in the crate, feeling very secure there and knowing that this is her out time, her sleep time. That was that was just, you know, priceless for us, really. Um, the fact that she was already used to wheelchair was brilliant because the first time that she met Lucy, she literally just ran up to Lucy, jumped on the lap, and and that was it. And I wish she'd seen <laughs> Lucy's face; it was just gorgeous, and uh, she was so so happy. They've got a really special bond, which which is fantastic. Um, and yeah, so I think I think what we what we're much more aware of, where we were more articulate, I guess, is that. We knew what we needed in terms of our day. We knew what we needed in terms of zones in our house and we communicated those. And then the pro dog trainer had all that experience and expertise knowing exactly what that translated to concept wise for the dog rather than us trying to figure it out by reading everything up. There was It was a really good map through and a, a really good guide. Um, and we're also joined by our lovely local um, trainer, Natalie, who is, you know, she's been so supportive and fantastic as well. So I'm, I'm also confident that we can we can keep going now. We've, we've got a really good foundation. Yeah, that's amazing. So um, having, yeah, ha- and having a trainer qualified to kind of provide that advice that doesn't put as much responsibility on you to figure it all out. Because um, I know that when you're navigating online advice or when you're navigating anything, there's just so much out there to weed through. <laughs> and yes. it's not that great. Um, and yes. so much is, yeah. So having the trainers that just know exactly what you need, and um, that sounds amazing. Um, so from that experience, um, it sounds obviously like things were quite different from when you had Parker to now when you have Marvel. So what special characteristics do you think are important um, in hindsight now and and reflecting on what you have now? If you were to share that with another family, uh, what characteristics do you think are important for a dog living in your family? Well, I think if I said pub dog, that wouldn't come across quite right, would it? But, But I guess what I mean is that if you're in a pub, in the bustle of a pub, and your dog's not phased by it, then that means that they're generally cool in in all situations of life. So in our case, it's carers and therapists that come in and out, and we don't really want them to form a bond and say hello to all of them. I think they just kind of sometimes just need to say, nope, none of my business. And um, and I guess that if they can revel in the sort of you communicating to them, you've given me time out, out permission, that's brilliant, I'll just sleep then, um, is really powerful because they get to relax, they're completely chilled out. So you can play a card game and enjoy a pint in the pub or also just kind of communicate to the dog, 
this is not the right time for you to be jumping around. Um, you just need to be quiet now um, if something else in your life demands it. Uh, so I guess the traits is kind of confidence, uh, loving enthusiasm, proximity for our, our therapeutic benefits and uh, understanding that important concept of none of your business. And of course, number one, calm. (laughs) (laughs) Always number one, isn't it? (laughs) It is absolutely number one. (laughs) Um, And so in what ways do you feel a a dog needs to adapt, um, basically? So um, I know you've touched base on this a little, uh, actually uh, quite a bit, but in terms of um, what were some things uh, outside of uh, you know, needing to be able to settle? What were other ways that maybe Marvel um, has come to you kind of ingrained already that another dog would have struggled with? Yeah, so well, one of the things that I spoke to um, with with Jamie early on was was the fact that, you know, for, for Lucy to go through doors, she has to open the door wide. And then that's a big escape route potentially for the dog. Um, and Lucy then needs to kind of sort herself out, get herself through, etc. So one of the things that Jamie was working on with Marvel was a, a solid place. So you put a mat down inside the door, out of the way, and just say place, and she can stay there. We're building on duration, but the concept, you know, we're, it's kind of like the, <laughs> the foundation is there. And then we've got another mat just outside so that Marvel then, once the door's wide open, Lucy's gone through, she can be directed to that mat so that Lucy has a chance to kind of close the door and um and get herself uh you know make make do everything calmly rather than this frantic where's the dog what am i doing where are my wheels is the door safe etc um if we can really train it and rehearse it and it just becomes the norm it'll just keep stress levels so much lower um similarly i guess we just um we try and rehearse rooms i mean it's sort of funny that uh one of the exercises that was recommended was uh, by by the pro dog trainer is can you um do a floor plan print out a floor plan of your house and just color it in as to what behavior you're seeking from your dog and I I felt terrible in some ways that I wanted calm in pretty much all of the rooms because you know you don't want a frantic dog in the in the living room you don't really want it in the bedroom you don't want it there and here and the kitchen is particularly is a, is a zone where it's multiple behaviorisms but at the dinner table you know probably calm again but it but it was an eye-opener for me to just kind of say actually yeah we, we do need we do need that calm um I guess also with the wheelchair there was a lot around positioning the dog so um you know you can take the dog for a walk and it's quite a, a normal concept to have them on your left or take them across but for a wheelchair user that swing across from left to right can actually be quite off-putting because it needs a lot of control with the hands etc so um, so Jamie was teaching us to use a wanger to kind of put the treat in there and then position Marvel at a suitable distance and just get used to that. And that really, that rehearsal of the wanted behaviour um, in a joyous way, in a game way. Oh, my goodness. It was just priceless because both Lucy and Marvel just grow in confidence. It's like, yep, we're doing it. We're doing it. And it's just beautiful. So, yeah, I think those are the, the main ways that uh, Marvel is hopefully not so much adapting I do do know that that is what she's doing but um, it kind of feels more like we're just showing her the best way so that she's confidently choosing that and um and she is so you know in a lot of the rooms now where we've set up a 
a safe zone for her or a crate, that is literally the first thing that she does is go in there and, and put herself in there and then waits to see what we're doing to see whether she needs to stay in there. So if we close the door, then that's her signal. Yep, actually, that's the best place for you. Or other times we're just like, oh, actually, you can do what, what you want. We're just getting on with this. Um, but just, you know, rehearsing that room and having that desired uh, instinct behaviour, I guess, is, is, is really is worth a lot for us. And of course, the most important one is that the best power pose for Marvel is Lucy's lap. So that <laughs> is where she, uh, if anything is up or, or we need her to do, Lucy just has to say lap and she jumps up and it's it's a wonderful picture. So that works really well. Good power pose, eh? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, and the thing is, is, is I love what you said there where it's not, it is adapting, but it's almost it's like she's playing life in a way that it's very uh, smooth and effortless and it doesn't feel like it's trying to put, a, you know, what they say is a, um, what is it? Like a square peg in a round hole, basically. Yeah. It's just, it's yeah, very exactly. smooth. Yeah. So um, how, um, how has Lucy benefited from having a dog in her life? Oh, it's just, I think, I think it's just this special message that they have, isn't it? That they, just look at you and just tell you that you're perfect exactly how you are and I think any teenager goes through you know identity crisis sounds a bit too dramatic but I think it's very natural that suddenly something that brings you happiness is gathering dust on the shelf and just doesn't do the same for you so sometimes you can be in a phase of not quite knowing what does make you happy or what what does give you that spark and it can be a little bit sort of low lower mood I guess and I think dogs are just the best guaranteed spark in anyone's life because they just buzz and they just love you exactly how you are. And they kind of convince you that there is no reason to doubt yourself because um, and also not to not to doubt life too much because, there's you know, they just want to get on with it and encourage you while also having this wonderful instinct for the times that you're finding it tough and they just sort of say, okay, well, let's just, why don't I just put my head on your lap then and, and we'll just take a breather here. Um, I love it. I really love it. So, I, yeah, you asked me about Lucy, but I'm not sure if it's actually... <laughs> everybody is <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I, I think you, you hit on that too, is, is um, dogs are just so intuitive and... Yeah we tend to struggle a little bit with that but dogs don't they're very good about it and um yeah so now how does your with with all of this in mind because we've chatted on quite a bit but with all this in mind what is the how does the future look for you both you and lucy it's uh it's funny actually because i quite often some people especially in terms of this vinyl cord injury just always ask me those famous words of is there any hope and i know that what they're asking is will Lucy ever walk again? But I don't, I find it quite, uh, quite, I don't know, quite presumptive for them to sort of bring the two together that um, we have hope. I mean, we definitely have hope because of Lucy's joy of life, because she's planning her future in, in many different ways. But I guess we are also apprehensive and especially us parents who love our child deeply, are heartbroken that she has the challenges she does have. And, but again, Marvel just gives that beam of hope through that, that, okay, we, we can't, um, 
guarantee things in life and we we can't protect against all things but we can sort of just give that sense of precious precious sense of self and calm and contentment that then does give a hope for the future because you you sort of find yourself in there don't you and you you know who you are so yes I think with 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 Marvel here um especially there's there's one particular gift that we now have thanks to absolute dogs and the pro dog trainer uh Jamie and um, and also Natalie is that I think Lucy will be empowered to walk the dog herself and go out and about with Marvel um and I think that's really important because we walk for our mental health benefits don't we and we walk for our cardio benefits and we walk to experience nature to socialize to meet etc so the last thing that Lucy wants is to have a parent or a carer with her during those situations so if we get this bond right and we get that sexier than a squirrel um going even more than it is at the moment then Lucy will just enjoy dog ownership so so much so we're really really grateful for having discovered this fantastic training journey um having had the incredible support that we have had from from Jamie Natalie and others um you know they they really are wonderful wonderful people um and so yes the the future's bright the future's marvelous <laughs> I love that. Okay. So a massive heartfelt thank you, Leonie. It takes courage to be as open as you have with us. And I hugely appreciate you taking the time to do this for our listeners. They're going to benefit so much. Um, This was a really special podcast and thank you for joining us. 